one. Things are being recorded. <clears throat> What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of the Sunday League Screamers podcast. I'm your host of today's show, Steve McCutcheon, with my two co-hosts, Vino Inazelli and Hello. What's going on, guys? Hello, hello. How we doing? Doing good, man. First weekend back. Love to see it. Absolutely. It's good. To, it's good to have football back. Yeah, absolutely. The fans, nothing. Oh my God. Just he being able to hear some of the chants <laughs> and stuff. It was awesome. Loved it. Yeah. The Brentford thing was magical. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we have another great show for you guys. Before that, please take a moment, hit the bell, subscribe to us on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, wherever, wherever else you find your podcast. Also follow us on Twitter, the SL screamers underscore pod. Let's get the show on the road. So first up, so some news and notes from around the world. Um, Sure, everyone heard about it. If not, definitely saw it. Erlen Holland went absolutely nuclear the other day. He had two goals, three assists. At however many zeros you want this price to have, make him the first billion dollar signing of all time. I don't care. The man's worth it. What do what do you guys think about that game? I'm kind of hoping Chelsea return Lukaku and <laughs> spend the rest of that money on him at this point. I mean, it's if there was ever any doubt about this kid being just you know, the next phenom behind Ronaldo and, and Messi. I mean, he put it to, he put it to bed. I mean, it was always, you always had a question marks when he moves from a team, well, from a country like where Salzburg is to, a, you know, Germany. And I mean, the guy has not stopped showing, showing up week in, week out. He, and Mike, you were just saying he had a goal. One of the goals was chalked off. He almost six goals. One of the, assi- one one of the one assists. Game. One of the assists. Yeah. I mean, the guy contributed five goals opening day after he just got off vacation two weeks ago. Like, come on. <laughs> it's not like he was playing a terrible team. They finished fifth previous year. Yeah, I saw a statistic that Fabrizio Romano retweeted or something along those lines and said, I think in his 61 career games, he has 61 goals. He's putting up, <laughs> Come on. Dare, dare I say it, he's putting up Messi-like numbers in all oh, honesty. Yeah. It's it's Messi, actually ridiculous. Messi Ronaldo didn't score this many goals when they were that age, honestly. No, Ronaldo's, I want to consider him like a late bloomer or whatever, but like at United, his, his thing wasn't even close to that. But then obviously when he went to Real, that completely yeah. different story. But, you know, definitely uh, – what do you guys? All right, Mbappe or Holland? Right, like cra- crazy think, conversation to think, right? Like, like I, I thought Mbappe was the guy, and then Holland just showed up. I think it depends on what team you're talking about, because obviously, every they're two different types of players, kind of the same way Messi and Ronaldo are. I think if you're obviously if you need a striker, you're going to Holland. If I had if I had to pick right now, I would take Holland personally. I would too. I think honestly, nothing taken away from Mbappe. I mean, obviously, the kid is is phenomenal it's, it's not against him but i i think i think holland's the guy i think he's your guy taking he's a little more reliable taking killian <laughs> taking killian lo- lo- love me some mbappe man they're both they're both future bound they are yeah, no doubt about it so regardless they're, they're gonna be the guys for a while i think if i can have both that'd be fantastic <laughs> real, that's real madrid's play <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. she's gonna have holland next year don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be funny to see where he ends up after his release clause. So, be very yeah. interesting. Uh, the only other really big news: uh, PSG really introduced all their signings in kind of like FIFA-like fashion, just all of them right out in front. They turned the fair trade off in career mode. <laughs> Messi, Donnarumma, Hakimi, Sergio Ramos, Wijnaldum, four out of five on a free. It's insane. The only weird, like weirder part than seeing Messi in a different jersey than Barcelona is probably seeing him and Sergio Ramos embrace. It just felt awkward and uncomfortable just watching yeah. it. Can't imagine what that hug was actually like. Yeah, the fact that they dapped up and yeah. like, he didn't get punched <laughs> square in the face it blows my mind. 
<laughs> he tweeted at and Sergio Ramos tweeted at him. I was like, this it was like it was like the apocalypse, like the Twilight Zone. I was like, what? All right, some something's not right. What the hell's going on right now? <laughs> like, are we mean punks? Is Ashton Kutcher gonna walk out from behind the stands and be like, we're just screwing with you? They hate each other still. Like, <laughs> that's a throwback reference, my very fucking. Yeah, name. I got you, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, look, that's the best off season in. History. Debatably history. history. Yeah, debate. Yeah, debatably, it's the best ever. They, I mean, you look around. I mean, obviously, Real Madrid had their Galacticos era. The same year they signed the Kakai and Ronaldo and everyone. But I'm like, yeah, he was like 09 might, or something. That's all good and grand, but they got all these guys for free. You, they spent 50, what, 7 million collectively, and that was just on Hakimi, who, by yeah. the way, is fantastic. And he's also like 24 years old or something like that. Not even. I think he's younger. Exactly. It's yeah. it's the best piece of it. like especially from a team that flexes their financial muscle as as often as they do for them to go out and and pull this off is just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I completely agree. But uh, on to our next segment, stars and stripes recap. Basically, this is where we cover all the United States guys, uh, anyone on the men's national team just across the world, any good games, bad games, transfer news, all that kind of stuff. So first up, we got Christian Pulisic. Uh, video, want to chime in on that one? Yeah, yeah, I mean, he had, he had a good game. Um, Chelsea ended up winning. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, he had, a, he had a really good game. There were times where I thought uh, Christian kind of fell in and out of the match where he kind of went a little non-existent at times. But overall, uh, I think I think he was really good. He had a couple important plays. He set up a couple important free kicks, none of which really came, you know, come, came out to be anything. Marcus Alonso scored another one. But uh, I thought he was very lively. I thought he he pressured the defense the way you expect, expect Christian Pulisic to do. That type of player that you're seeing in the national team that wants to take defenders one on one. I thought he was I thought he was great. I thought he was back to his lively old self, and it was good to see him get some game time because then you know towards the end of the season you know he had some minutes, but he he was kind of looked like he was a little bit in and out of the team. But uh, Steve, I think you said he was 92% passing, which is which is great. He obviously contributed the goal and two or four dribbles completed isn't too bad either. So I, I think it was a good. Uh, good performance from on opening day quick question on him do you think that he's going to get some less minutes now Lukaku coming in there's some people ahead of him or you think this is more establishing him not to go down a hole the only the only way that happens I think is if they push Werner out to the left wing I don't see how that could really affect them but but I think if Tuchel's smart you keep Werner at this at a number nine role behind Lukaku maybe play two striker whatever it is maybe something along those lines just switch it up a little bit the only thing I see that's going to hurt Christian for the most part is Tuchel either not putting him at left wing. So if he plays him in that cam role where his back's to net and he doesn't really play as, as well like that, he's really good at just driving at defenders where he has to be coming on the sides doing that. But, I mean, there's talks about him at right wing back and some other positions. Mm-hmm. Dude, just keep the kid at left wing. You're going to get the r- ridiculous results out of him. Yeah. Yeah, but Mike, to your point, I, I think if you asked me this question two days ago, my answer would be different uh, or a couple days ago. But Watching Ziyech go off injured the other day, mm, I think that yeah. just opened up another spot for him. Uh, I, I mean, he has Tuchel's trust. I mean, they have time together at Dortmund. Um, but I think as long as he continues putting in his, his vigorous displays, as he always does, I think Tuchel, Tuchel's a, a manager who appreciates that. And I think yep. he's going to get his minutes when, when they're needed. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Next up, we got a uh, Dortmund teammate of Erlen Hollands, and that's Gio Reyna. Yeah, he uh he had himself a pretty good day at the office as well. 86 minutes, one goal, uh half a dribble, one key pass. Um, you know, good solid overall game. He's definitely growing more and more in confidence. He's living up to like we were saying last week to like that number 7 uh, shirt in the Dortmund era. 
So it's awesome to see um, he's only going to get better, especially if he keeps playing with Holland, right? Uh, who keeps feeding him and just taking defenders away. It's going to give him more opportunities, more space to shine. So, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think playing, yeah, playing with Holland just going to attract most of the defenders over <sighs> as long as he stays in kind of like that center mid cam role, not really floating out too much to the wing. I think he'll be pretty solid all year round. Mm-hmm. Next up, we had Joe Scally. For those who don't know, he's a right back, but this week he played left back in the home or in the home opener, right? They, they played a home against yep. Byron. Yep. Yep. Uh, ended up playing left back against the best team pretty much well in Germany for like the last 10 years uh, had an amazing game a one percent passing uh, three accurate long balls he won eight out of ten duels four clearances two out of two tackles six recoveries three interceptions can go on and on about this kid's game he played amazing he's only 18 years old got thrown into this the only question I pretty much had after seeing this kind of a, a performance was basically like is Burhalter watching and is he gonna throw him into those world cup qualifiers I don't think so just yet, just because he didn't uh, do anything in the summer. He wasn't in the Gold Cup. He wasn't in the Nations League and stuff like that. So be interesting to see in the future. We still have, I think, what, 15 or 16 months to World Cup because it's, it's in the yeah. winter. December so, next year. Yeah, he's got plenty of time to make a name for himself. And if it's not these qualifiers, I think he gets on the next ones. Definitely. Absolutely. I completely agree. He, he outstanding. I mean, like you said, Steve, Bayern Munich, he did this against. It's not like some run. It game. wasn't no third, third tier German yeah. team or something like that. Like he won it was Le- best- Leroy Sané. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Put him right in the pocket right there, baby. You talk about being birthed by fire. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I think that's good though, honestly, to just throw the kid out there and like, like, yeah. ha- like have expectations, obviously, but just be like, okay, if he gets burned, it's, yeah, the, it's the best team. There's no like. You don't, there's you don't have time to think. You just react and you let your instincts take over. Almost, you know. Yeah, no, hundred percent, dude. Then uh, also in Germany, we had John Brooks put in pretty good shift as well. Yeah, John Brooks had a good game. He played. He played the entire game. Uh, they obviously Wolfsburg got the clean sheet. They won one zero. Ninety four percent passing. Seven interceptions though, which is unbelievable. Granted, um, I. Balkum, I'm not 100% sure how to pronounce the team name. They're not the best team, but I mean, a lot of that, a lot of that victory came from the back line there and John Brooks. They didn't muster off too many shots, and that's because they did a good job at minimizing those opportunities. And that seven interception says it all for him. So it's, it's good to see John Brooks inform. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice, honestly, just to see him healthy and playing at, a club, yeah. at the club level, really. Because mm-hmm. I know internationally, we haven't seen him as much as we probably should have over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And then one more, um, kind of in Germany, might not be for very long. We'll see how it plays out. But Matthew Hoppe, or Hop, however you want to say his last name. Um, apparently, transfer news, we don't know if it was speculation or if it was legit or not. Everton might be making an initial offer. Um, do you hear, I think, more about that, known? Yeah, uh, supposedly it's $2 million, which in my opinion seems kind of low <laughs> for him. Very low. But, you know, they also just got relegated, so maybe there's some type of, like, clause in his contract or something along those lines. You never know with that kind of stuff. But regardless, um, he didn't really obviously play for Schalke but, uh, um, this past weekend, but if rumors are true, he might be going to the Premier League, a couple clubs interested. It'd be awesome to see another United States national team member join Sergeant Pulisic, um, who knows? We're having like an American invasion right now in the UK. So. <laughs> We're switching around this time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love to see it. That pretty much does it for the Stars and Stripes recap, just to, uh, you know, all the Americans and stuff like that. But let's get back to the Premier League. That is what we're focused on and everything like that. So we have the marquee matchup recap. We're going to go over all the games from the past weekend. Obviously, it's our first match week. We had Brentford versus Arsenal kick it off on a Friday night. Everything was possibly in Brentford's favor. It was the first home, their first home game in the Premier League, their first Premier League game. 
Crowds came back Friday, Friday the 13th. The 13th. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally everything you possibly imagine. Arsenal is screwed walking into this game. Then, Aubameyang then, and Lacazette. Aubameyang, Lacazette. <laughs> like, it didn't matter. Like, nothing was going their way for the most part. But it was really cool. The crowd was all, all into it. I know there's a great shot of the manager. I think it was a, uh, like, even at, like after they scored one of the goals or after the with final whistle blew, I uh, went up to, like, a special needs kid, and they were, like, hugging and, like, high five. Yep. It was really freaking cool to see. They had old men crying because they haven't seen yeah. a guy. Yeah, yeah. That team was... playing, like, the top flight in 40 years or whatever. So, yeah, pretty awesome. It was, it was it was great to watch. And the goals, too, they just seem so typical of, like, a newly promoted team against, like, like uh, mm-hmm. a typical powerhouse like Arsenal in the past and stuff. He had the mm-hmm. long throw in, just bounced in the box, headed home. Like uh, On a side head. note, that was just horrendous defending. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> horrific. Horrific. <laughs> But what, are they again, pay, what are they paying all that money to Ben White for? All I'm saying is <laughs> someone needs to get Mustafi back in the mix at this point. It's just <laughs> the second uh, second shock of the weekend, I guess, pretty much almost back-to-back days, we had Watford and Ashton Villa. And they actually – Watford took was up at 1.3 now and took mm-hmm. them down to 3-2. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. We all on this podcast picked Watford to – get relegated and Zika, Zisco, whatever his name is, to be sacked first. I don't want to overreact, but they may win the Premier League. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> Champions League. Uh, no, but, uh, in all serious, no. Uh, I mean, I we all didn't give them a shot in hell to go. We thought they were going to get steamrolled by Aston Villa. Um, credit to them. Awesome to see. Hopefully they become a you know a big player in the space or at least enough to challenge and kind of make the, t- the relegation race interesting. Um, so yeah, awesome to see for them. Awesome result. Yeah. It's always tough when obviously they lose their best player who obviously we'll get to that later premiered in, in Grealish at city. So it was, it was pretty cool to see, uh, you know, see how they react and you know what credit to them for seeing being down three Oh and almost coming back to a salvage a point there. It was a good performance, I think. Well, mm-hmm. not ultimately, I guess, but <laughs> they were, they were unlucky too. I know definitely one of the shots that went in and got deflected. I think even the second one, one of the other goals did too. So they weren't the best looking goals in the world, but granted goals, a goal. They took it to yeah. them. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. realistically, I thought they'd probably be the hardest team or struggle the most in front of net. I didn't think they have a lot going forward. I know Sar looked great on, out in the wing, creating a bunch of chances. I forget the one guy that came in and scored the game, the eventual game winner. Um, he's on the on the field for maybe 30, 50 seconds, whatever it was, hit a banger of a curler. So we'll see how they go. I mean, granted, it's week one. We don't know, but we I think we all picked them to finish 20th at this point. So it's kind of <laughs> cool just to see yeah. like what they what they're actually capable of doing. Definitely. Uh, another game on Saturday, Crystal Palace and Chelsea. Chelsea won that 3-0. Uh, Vito, what was your take on that one? I mean, I'm a Chelsea supporter, clearly. So, you know, I was in love with it. Um, first off, I want to say for Ch- Chalaba to come in, his first Premier League game and then score the goal, he didn't have the confidence to take that shot on. Good for him. I, I, I mean, I thought it was a very well-put-together performance from Chelsea. I thought it was exactly what they needed to do to start the season off. They were very fluid in attack. They were, they were, their momentum was just consistently on the front foot, and they really took it to Palace, as you would expect them to do. Um, Palace, you know what? Truthfully, I don't think they look terrible. I didn't think they played a terrible game. I just thought they came up against a team who was drilled a little bit better than them and has had a little more time prepared against it. Zaha looked a little out of sorts for me, which was a little worrying, to be honest, because that team needs him to thrive for them to succeed. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see him kind of get more into it. But I I think his mind might just be a little elsewhere. You know, so he's he's been pushing for a transfer for you know how long, but um I thought it was a good job by Chelsea, not the worst thing in the world for Palace. The scoreline, I think, is a fair reflection of how that game went. 
yeah, I mean, listen, the champions of Europe, they took it to him and everything like that. But Crystal Palace, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more out of him. But I'm also not going to fault him at all either. I think they was just complete, like, out, outclassed yeah. in a sense. I mean, it's a free kick. Pulisic in the front and almost that ball that took a deflection when Pulisic finished it. I mean, you're talking about potentially that ball being a 1-0 game, if not for a couple of moments of magic, you know. So we'll see how Palace does moving forward. I, I still have faith in them. They're going to finish, you know, mid-table. I can see that. Yeah, no, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked one bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we had a game we also pretty much unanimously shit on <laughs> for, for happening. And it actually turned out to be pretty pretty good itself. Uh, Brighton and Burnley. Yeah. Uh, Tarkowski basically ruined our our nil nil prediction within two minutes. So appreciate, appreciate that, buddy. Um, Brighton did their typical thing they did they were doing last season, though. They were creating a bunch of chances. I'm looking up their expected goals right now. Actually, I know it was around that one point seven mark or something like that. And hey man, if they if they get somebody to finish, like apparently they do, they're going to be a problem. They will be. Yeah, no, and they did. Eventually, they they put two away later in the uh, second half, around the 70th and 75th minute. Uh, Neil Malpe, Mike's you know Mike's picked a just absolute shank a shot put one away so you'd love to see it mm-hmm. but um actually something really funny in him because i know he didn't have the best season last year i don't know if how true this was because i actually just read this on twitter so it could have just been a troll for all i know didn't didn't confirm the the uh the notes Source. on it <laughs> but um apparently his wife was pregnant last year and they might have been having difficulties with it so oh, you never know where his head might have been last season and stuff like that terrible. so you never know yeah. but Horrible. yeah maybe he's uh maybe he's back but yeah, they, they you know two one victory for them is great comeback. They went down early and they they fought back for it. And you know if they do finish the chances, I I could see them being. Easily. I don't see them. I don't see them being top ten, but like they're pushing pretty close to it. I would yeah. like to piggyback off Mike, and I think Watford's not going to win the league right in May. <laughs> <laughs> That's bold. <laughs> Next game up, we had Everton and Southampton. Yeah, uh, similar to the Brighton game, right? Everton pretty much controlled the game after they gave up the one goal, right? It was a mm-hmm. it was a pretty horrendous goal to give yeah. up. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know what Michael Keane was doing. I really don't. Um, that being said, we were asking questions prior to like the week, you know, the week saying like, you know, where are the goals going to come from for Southampton? Apparently, they're just going to be given own goals at all, at all times. <laughs> uh, so yeah, jokes though. I mean, once that goal went in, you know, you thought like, okay, is the upset on? Is what's Rafa going to do as the new coach of Everton? Um, credit to him, they came out, they came back guns blazing, put three past Southampton, mm-hmm. really controlled the game after they pretty much equalized. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's definitely a good start for Everton. Southampton, like we said, it's going to be a rough season. Uh, we'll see how that new guy that signed, Armstrong, if I remember correctly his name. Yeah, no, he was actually um, the one that scored their goal. Too. And he's, still, he's the one who scored the goal, took his one chance. So if he keeps scoring the way he did in the championship, like we stated, like maybe they have a shot, um, but, it, you know, of like finishing – right above that relegation, that mid-tier. So, good game, though, regardless. And you know what? Honestly, for Everett, from Everton's perspective, it was nice to see the Bigs guns taking charge with, Char- with Charleston and Calvert-Lewin, both in the score sheet. So, that's really good yep. news for them. He had a nice diving header, too. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah. Yeah. Richarlison, I mean, he had the goal, but I think he, he's yep. on that set up the uh, diving header, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's, it's, not, it's yeah. nice to see that, definitely. And then, uh, I guess we got to give it a shout-out to DeCorey with an absolute belter. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Too. yeah, that was ridiculous. So... Mm-hmm. Fun, fun game overall, but yeah, similar to Brighton in a sense. They went down early, came back. Um, good for them. They showed some guts. Yeah, absolutely. Next up, Leicester City and Wolves. Uh, Leicester City won nothing. Yeah, you know what? When you think about Leicester City and Wolverhampton Wander, uh, Wanderers, you you got you, you expect goals from these types of teams. You know what I mean? It, but I will say, Jamie Vardy back in the score sheet is a fantastic sight to see. You know, I, 
for anyone who doesn't know, I'm a massive fan of Jamie Vardy and everything he's done for that club and for the Premier League. You know, overall, it was kind of a little bit of a lackluster affair. I was a little disappointed in uh, the Wolves team, though. 15 shots and only three of those on target the entire game. Mm. That's, that's was just, it really that, that bad? Not, yeah, yeah, and they only maintained forty-three percent possession. I expect—I mean, I didn't expect them to come back guns blazing and putting ten on ten on target. Don't get me wrong, but three from fifteen is not something that you can you can do. It's nice to see uh, Raúl Menes back in the lineup. That's fantastic. I've had a horrific injury, so I'm happy to see him. You know, mm-hmm. trying to contribute to that team. But if they if they are going to maintain what they did two years ago when they first made it into the league, they need to start putting more of these opportunities on on, on target. And they didn't do that today, and that's a little bit worrying on the other side go for Lester for taking advantage of that putting the only one they need to pass them and taking three points it's a nice yeah, goal they, they too i don't know if you saw the goal too came across him like near post flicked mm-hmm. it on past michael ran to the corner flag yelled into the crowd yeah yeah no he held that him he, he, did, the wolf yeah, yeah, he did the wolf hell at him yeah. that guy is a master troll <laughs> that guy's the, <laughs> guy the best something at twilight right there <laughs> vardy party forever that's all i'm saying <laughs> Yeah, I mean they they weren't they honestly weren't even that creative for the most part in the game. They took their chance when they needed it, but that's all that yeah. matters. You get a clean sheet, you're good. Yeah. So, uh, just real quick, in contradiction to what I just said about Wolves, Leicester only had eight shots, half of what Wolves did, but they put seven of the eight on target. That's very helpful. That's yeah. That, that usually increases your chances. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> Next up, Man U and Leeds. Man U 5-1. Um, we, got, we, we did predict this one to be pretty much a goal fest, a very open game, but we all thought it would be a little bit closer. I know you guys had it as a draw, 2-2. I, I picked the 3-2 Man U win, but um, I didn't think we saw this one coming. I thought Leeds would put up a little bit more of a fight. Once Luke Allen had that that uh, like thunderbolt of an effort, I, they tied it up 1-1. I'm like, okay, we got like a game on our hands. Is you know what, what's Leeds doing? And then Paul Bogba and Bruno Fernandes just dropped their pants and absolutely pooped on them. <laughs> like just straight yeah. up. Like there's there's no there's no other explanation. Yeah. Honestly, that, was, that was the non-explicit version of what actually happened. <laughs> I tried to keep it a little bit PG. I don't know. I think I said the effort yeah. before, so you know I'm I, I'm toning it down right there. But yeah, um, Pogba, you, honestly, man. I think he thought he was playing for France or something like that. We haven't seen performance <laughs> yeah, yeah. like that in Man U in forever. So yeah. helped out my fantasy team. Sorry, yeah, Vito. You know. <laughs> Dude, I, I woke up and I saw four assists and I went. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. You're uh, I think you're in last place. You're going to get Lukaku this week. Yeah, apparently not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. Not terrible. Uh, next up, newly promoted Norwich city ran into Liverpool and lost three, nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. It, Steve, I think you and I were talking about this and it was a little unfortunate for Norwich. I didn't think they played terribly. I mean, granted it's, it's still a Liverpool team, regardless of how last season turned out, they had the big mm-hmm. guns back in, in the show. Salado record breaking five straight years scoring on opening day. That's pretty that's cool. Pretty Premier League record. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think the scoreline ended up being what it should have been, kind of the same way I felt about Chelsea's scoreline. I think it flattered them very slightly because Norwich is a little unfortunate at times. But generally speaking, this was kind of the only scoreline you saw coming here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't. There's any argument with that one. Um, it's good to see Van Dyke back to running around. So definitely. Did he go misplay? I honestly don't remember. I only caught like half the game, really. I don't think he did. He did? Okay. I, I, I wasn't positive who went next to him. But um, yeah, no, I, from what I did see, though, I, I, Norwich <clears> didn't really look bad at all. It reminded me kind of a, bit, a little bit of Leeds, the way they were kind of the way they were counterattacking, very open play, very fluid and stuff. So good to see. Yeah. But I mean, they're. Yeah, no, Joel Matip started. 
what was what was curious to see though, Dago Jota got the start over from you know. Yeah. Yeah, I was I did see that. I was like that very, was, very curious. Yeah. So I mean, maybe it's a signal for where he's trying to go. I mean, Jota had a great year last year, so nothing against him. He deserves it, but it was just for, cool. Firmino also came out and scored though at the same time. So mm. that's true. Yeah, yeah. He, maybe he's a little I pissed off. Of them, I guess, right? <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Next up, we got Tottenham and Manchester City. Michael, one nothing. Come on, you Spurs! Wow, man, I was not confident last week. I still wasn't <laughs> confident today, but wow, does that feel good? Uh, one nothing. <laughs> I'll take it for whatever reason. Ever since I, re- I was reading this stat from one of the, the Tottenham beat reporters the other day, ever since Pep has called Tottenham the Harry Kane team, he has not beaten Tottenham. Wow. So, and at least all the times that Kane hasn't played also. So I'm just saying there's some type of magic voodoo or hoodoo or something going on (laughs) in that Spurs locker room whenever they play Pep. I don't know what it is, but I'm all for it. It's a hell of a way to start. I was definitely a little scared walking into the game, but overall they had a really good uh, game plan. Shout out to Oliver Skip, who played his pants off first game in the Premier League coming in as a, against Man City, um, Delhi, Sun, Bergwin, like they're, Lucas, they were all phenomenal. So it was a great win. Definitely something to build off of. That price tag for Harry Kane now just went up an extra zero, 200 cash, or yeah, we're not yeah, talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you can tell they need him too, because as much as, that, as much as City was moving the ball around the penalty area, Every time they pick their heads up, they're like look. They're looking to where Gabriel Jesus should have been on the top, on the, the middle of the penalty area, and they had no one to play it into. And Kane yeah. sitting on the bench, going, "That could be me." <laughs> and the yeah. worst part is though, Jesus didn't even start. So that's how much Pep like, doesn't have confidence in him. You know what I mean? Like they created their, their expected goals was one point nine, and they just still yep. didn't put anything away. They, they needed number nine up there. They're so talking about shipping him off to uh, Juve. Actually, I heard. I wouldn't, I mean, it wouldn't shock me one bit. He's, he, no. he's been like that for how long has he been there now? A couple of years and he, he's Three never years. gotten the chance. He got there when Pep got there a couple of years ago. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but he's, yeah, he's still playing that bench role for the most part. He's not starting. Yeah. They don't trust him and mm-hmm. clearly need someone up there too. We were yeah. saying it before we got on. I remember uh, when you, when you have to bring an injured De Bruyne on for opening day in the 75th minute, you, you know, you're hurting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got to send some shockwaves through him a little bit. It'll be fun. It'll be fun to see. Actually, uh, on kind of just a completely separate note, because that game got a little feisty at towards the end and stuff like that. Especially like Grealish, I saw a couple like a uh, couple good tackles in there. I like what the Premier League's doing with what they're calling as fouls and what they're not anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a massive step forward. Granted, they're oh, yeah. already the most physical league out of the top five by a mile, but yeah. seeing what they're doing now, like they're they're just the refs are just telling them to get up and play. I think it's yeah, like throughout the season it. we're gonna start seeing uh, a lot more. Uh, a lot more contact, like yeah. kind of like the old school tells. And you don't feel like they're also not protecting the players at the same time. That like you still feel like the players are protected, but it's like, hey, this is a contact sport. Mm-hmm. You get hit, you get up, and you play on it. You, you don't roll around. We're not going to do that anymore. I'm all about it. Yeah, all for it. Just absolutely. Really make the make the NBA the worst flopping uh, sport now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, baseball gets hangnails. Um, I mean, so <laughs> they might be the worst still. I don't know, man. Those are painful. Not gonna lie, they do hurt. Like, mom. <laughs> they're not. They're not fun to do. I'm currently dealing with one. It's been like a week. No wrong. Don't bite your nails, kids. All right. <laughs> Last game of the weekend: uh, West Ham four, Newcastle two. West Ham went down twice in this one, came back from behind in a matter of about a 13 minute span, scored three goals. Your boys' pick for breakout player of the year had a goal and assist. Said 
Yes, he did. And Rama lit it up like there. Looked like Jesse Lingard from last year. Mm. Killing it. Just want to say I was right so far. It feels good. <laughs> Mike's pick didn't even get on the field. That's, that's okay. <laughs> I, I, he's Later in the year. Pats and Daka later in the year. But I'd say definitely, honestly, probably uh, game of the weekend besides Brentford, potentially just because of the cool story behind it. But in terms of like actual play back and forth, uh, that West Ham game was pretty damn entertaining to watch. And if they keep playing like that, they they definitely will be challenging for Europe again. Um, they they, they I look picked good. them for seven this year. They look good. They they honestly they picked up right where they left off. I I honestly I really <laughs> hope they can keep the same thing. So like towards what was it, probably the last five or six weeks of the season, we, mm-hmm. we like we kind of said like they don't they had a tough schedule. They were starting to slow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. We'll see if they have enough to, like the roster because I know they're playing in yeah, Europe League. Yeah, they're playing in so. Europe. We'll see if they have the depth to actually be able to compete in two different competitions on top of I, the domestic tournaments. I hope Moyes gets the credit that he deserves. I mean, majority of this, I'm not taking anything away from the players, but Moyes has turned this team into actual contenders who come in week in, week out, and they believe they can win every single game. So I hope he gets the credit he deserves because he's, he's doing a phenomenal job there. Oh, yeah, definitely, 100%. No, I, I, I agree. I, I, he should win manager of the year. I agreed. Uh, before we go over the next week's games, do you guys want to go over some over or under reactions of the – First, first match week? Oh, yes. All right. Starting off with the, my favorite one, probably, because we all hate Arsenal. Um, <laughs> are they in trouble? Do they look the exact same? My personal reaction, I, 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 would, I would not think this is an overreaction. I think this is actually dead accurate. They looked horrible, flat. Aubameyang and Lacazette would not have made a difference in that game. I still think Brentford, Brentford would have won that, regardless. Arteta in forever. Yeah, Arteta in. <laughs> Um, you guys agree with that one? Or no? I, I, I don't. They look. They looked identical to last season. Just no identity. It's, you know what it is for me. It, it's not. They lost, and I understand that teams go through that. I, I agree with you, Steve, one hundred percent. The identity aspect of it. My worry isn't the fact they lost. It's that they lost a game that they needed to win because the next five or so games, there, it's it's like Chelsea and Man City. It's teams that yeah. they probably won't win. I say that now. Watch Chelsea lose, but it's, <laughs> yeah, please don't yeah, you're, right, you're right, Steve. It, it just felt like such just. Oh, I, I just picked up where I left off in May. Oh, here's Arsenal. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna say overreaction right now, just because it's the first game in. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, just to be fair. I will say Emil Smith Rowe looked really good. He looked really lively yes, um, as like one player. Saka looked good when he came on too. So those two younger players, they have a core. They have people they can build around, but. Uh, Definitely not the way you want to start your season. Uh, yeah, no so. doubt. I um, I, what do you think happens though? If, let's say they do like run the Chelsea. They're playing like, really good. Man City, really good. If they go zero for three, zero points for the first out of nine, are we talking Real possibility? Arteta, are we having Arteta, Arteta conversations well, like, early? Not early? So not they, yet. I think no. he goes until like November, and then if it's because, still like that, then you have that conversation. I completely agree. After after City, so City's game week three. After City, they have Norwich and Burnley, and then they play Spurs. I think if those games after Nor- Norwich and Burnley those are must wins, well, that becomes a real issue because yeah. at that point you have to make a decision as as the owner. I mean, don't get me wrong, the Crockies. I mean, they're out of their minds at this point, but you got you can't go into the North London derby against yeah. Spurs and actually zero and four and yeah. expect things to go well because you're at a point in the season where you have to make one of two decisions. Either you stick with Arteta or you switch now. 
you wait any longer and it's just irreversible at that point almost, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I they say hire slow, fire quick. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I think you I think if you don't have a win by the time you get to Tottenham, you have to drop him. Interesting. Okay. He's had he's had two and a half years. It's 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 too long. I mean we, we told you to it. I mean, as a Chelsea fan, we see it all the time. Like, granted, I'm not a huge fan on firing as quick as we do sometimes, but it, it gets results, and for whatever it reason, it always seems to work for us. So, That manager sack bounce, that was poor wording. We're <laughs> 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 not editing this again? episode. Good to know, good to know. All right, all right. <laughs> good thing we marked this as explicit content. Okay. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Second one, uh, Leeds, after their kind of poor showing against Manchester United, do you think they're heading for a sophomore slump that we typically see from those newly promoted teams? Overreaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I mean, see – I don't. I have them finishing as the 10th. I think I put them as 10th in my like league standings. I think it was going to happen. They ran into an absolute buzzsaw of Manchester United <laughs> yeah. and got torn up. Like, if you're going to get picked apart, like, as Paul Pogba and Bruno Fernandes, like – we have them finishing at second, third, respectively, between all of our stuff. So I, I think it was just a perfect storm that they ran into. Yeah. Old Trafford is rocking. I definitely think it's unfortunate, but I, I do have them have a, have a sophomore, sophomore slump, Steve. I think they're going to fall 12, 13-ish this year. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm a little neutral. I could, see, I could definitely see them not finishing as high yeah. as they did last year, but I think overreaction in the sense that, man, man you just played like it. Yeah. Sorry. I don't think they made enough <laughs> signings. I think they needed to shore up the back line, and they just did not. That would have been. That would definitely be more helpful. I think they're found out this time. Yeah. That that's that's my issue with them. Like they play the same exact style regardless of who they're playing. Yep. It's, it's almost kind of like like what Frank Lampard did before with Chelsea before we got we got sacked. Exactly. They was basically the same lineup every single time out, and we this yeah. is our style. Take it or leave it. And that works in the championship where you have a level of quality of players. I'm not saying they're bad players, obviously, but when you get to the Premier League and you're talking about guys who make 300,000 pounds a week, like Kevin De Bruyne is going to absolutely destroy you. Like you're, you can't survive in the Premier League with the same mentality you have the championship. Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. Uh, we kind of covered this one already a little bit, but West Ham looked like a top four contender again. Top four, no. Top six, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you think they at least challenge late into the year again, though? No. No, I think, I think, I think the gaps, like we discussed, it's going to be just too large realistically. Yeah. I I can't see anybody getting into the top four other than the big four that we mentioned in Liverpool, Chelsea, United and city. I mean, but I, I I agree with Mike. I think I have, I think finishing seventh, I think it was that I said before, they look good. They look so good. Fluid just in and out. You can tell these guys, it looks like they've been playing together since they were four. You know what I mean? Depending on what happens with the rest of Tottenham's transfer, just based, just based off match, match week one, I'd probably have West Ham finishing fifth, I think, now, even over Leicester. They looked really, really good. Very good. All right. Number four, Crystal Palace didn't take a single touch in the Chelsea penalty box for the first half. Trouble in paradise with Vieira or clearly just outclassed? What did the odds go to his potential sacking <laughs> for jump up? I think his went up and Munez went down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. He might be leading now. I, I can't I can't honestly say that they shouldn't be worried, but Steve, I think you're right. I think it's just an outclass. I mean, you put Werner and Pulisic up front and you know they're gonna cause problems. I think Zaha did have a chance to pull one back when it was only, I think, two at the time. It was a little later in the game, but yeah. A great, a great block. But I mean you have to be a little worried. 
you you can't see you can't see that stat. Zero touches, <laughs> not a single one. They just can't just punch the ball first on half, first half. Like <laughs> I know in the first half, I know, but you have to be a little concerned. But I think you have to give it some time. New manager, team's kind of changing over. Unless they just go on a terrible run, like we're kind of predicting with Arsenal potentially, mm-hmm. then that uh, you give them time. I, no, I agree. Yeah. It was really funny. I, I don't know if you guys saw the heat map of it, though. It just basically looked like a big U-shape. <laughs> There's nothing in the middle going forward. It's just like the flanks and this defense. I'm curious to see what happens when uh, Connor Gallagher comes into the mix in that midfield, because that looked like where they were struggling for the most. And he's a Chelsea yeah. loan, loanee, so he couldn't play, obviously, against parent club. So when he comes in, I'll be I'll be eager to see how that kind of shifts the tempo of things for them. He makes, he makes those runs to the middle of the field, definitely. Yes. So. And last overaction, possibly. Watford looked very capable of surviving in the Premier League. Mike said they're going to win it, so we'll see about that. But <laughs> let's just talk about let's just talk about survival. Let's talk about survival in this one. You think they, what do you think the odds changed at all? Or are they still kind of going to be fighting? No, them? no, no. no they're, I think they're still gone. Uh, every dog has its day. Congrats, they got their win. Proud of them. They did it, but. I still do not have them surviving. What's the saying, Mike? A broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how many wins they're going to have all season, and one of them happened on the first day. So, Ooh, that was cold, man. Sorry, that was rude. That was, rude. That was I really know, mean. But, <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I, I Look, nothing is – personally, I love Watford. I love I, – I enjoy their team. I enjoy their fan base. But you look at half these teams – Almost every team strengthened in some way, and you look at Wofford and you just can't pick out where it happened. I don't think they have a chance. Gotcha. Uh, for anyone that doesn't can't really realize but just Vito's voice, he was at the Jersey Shore Boardwalk earlier, and he's I had was, a few yeah. drinks. So um, anyone can get tonight, and Watford just <laughs> learned that lesson. Anyone can Sorry. get it. Anyone can get it. Anyone can get it. Anyone can get it. Yeah, I would catch these baby hands. <laughs> <laughs> baby wrists, big hands, small wrists. <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's go over the uh, matchups for the coming week match week two uh first up we're gonna have liverpool and burnley uh, i don't know about your guys take on this personally i just think liverpool's not gonna steamroll this burnley's typically very we got sean Dutch yeah. back there so typically very yep. defensive team they'll probably look pretty good but eventually i think liverpool get the breakthrough i'm gonna take them like a 2-0 finish i was gonna say 2-0 yep okay next up I like this matchup actually. Ashton Villa and Newcastle both coming off losses. I think it's, I think Villa's going to take it. They looked good in that second half. Obviously, they didn't get the point that they wanted, and you know, honestly, based on their display in that second half, they deserved. I think they're going to take it to Newcastle. I think they're going to be you know rejuvenated a little bit. I think they'll get all three. Yeah, I'd say a two-one win for Aston Villa. I'm going to take a 1-1 or a 2-2 draw. Newcastle actually looked pretty good going forward. Obviously, defensively, not not as much, but Villa didn't. uh, They created a decent amount of chances. I think it was like a 1.13 expected goals for them or something along those lines. So it wasn't an amazing amount, but it also wasn't bad either. But it's also against Watford, so they weren't weren't clicking on all cylinders. So early in the season, they might not have it all going. Possible draw. Maybe I'll pick up uh, Kellen Wilson this week in fantasy and see what happens. All right, well, all right, and and if that's the ha- if that's happening, I'm taking Ashton Villa like three one. <laughs> you got you, you got to give me that. You got to let me know beforehand here. Uh, Brentford, Crystal Palace. Yeah, both teams uh, coming into it. One's feeling pretty good, one not. Honestly, I'm gonna go with the team that has the hot hand right now. I'm gonna give Brentford a win. I'm gonna say a one nil win against Crystal Palace. You're saying, so. I like it. I like it. I. 
I think it's going to be a draw, but I think you have like a general. Like I'm going one one on the score line here, but I think it's the same same general thing. I think it's a great test for Crystal Palace because compared to the Chelsea team, this is obviously a much more winnable game for them. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to come out a little differently. But I'm going to be with the mic on this one. I think Brentford's got a little more magic left in them, and they looked really good going forward at some points in that game, like really good. They did. And defensively, I think I could be wrong, but I think they had the best record in the championship last year. If not, they were very close to the top. So I think they, uh, I think they pull out another dub in this one too. A game that's probably going to be really, really wide open. We got Everton and Leeds. <laughs> how many? All right, how many? The over under on the own goals. It's got to be six. It's <laughs> got to be six goals. It's got to be six goals. Not six goals. Own goals. I stick with six. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't stutter. Come on. No. This this one of all the games this week, this is the one game I just I have no I don't know. I think this game could go either way at any point and fly off the handle. Yeah, it's gonna be if there's any game to watch just for the either the goals or the comedy that comes associated with the goals, uh this is it. So I'm gonna stick to kind of I leads typically obviously they play the way they play. We talked about them getting exposed. Everton have their issues defensively. All that taken into account, I'm gonna say like a like a three two leads, three two leads. So, okay, it's not a bad scoreline. Leads like I want to I want to say two two draw, but Leeds doesn't really draw very often. They are just no. they're win or lose. Like they're going for it. They, no they live what. and die. By <laughs> <They're> <laughs> <living>. <laughs> They could be down five one, and they'd still put ten people in the box. Hundred <laughs> percent. Zero fucks given about goal differential for them. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd take the same score line as Mike, but I flip it and I give it to Everton. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go like uh, I'm gonna go three two leads as well, I think. I I, I wanna go draw, but I, I literally just can't. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, um I'm I don't know who North City pissed off to start the year. I really, they, someone's got it out for him, but Man City, Norwich. Uh, I think we're we to I think we have to debate this one too much. <laughs> I don't know. They just I, love listen, the Spurs, and them in Norwich are kind of on level footing at this point. If if no no no, if you if you remember correctly, twenty ninth is September twenty nineteen. Norwich won. They Norwich did won. win, and they played a B team lineup that game. They had like ten injuries. I we so I live bet that game and won sixty bucks. It was great. <laughs> oh yeah, I was your bookie for that one. I remember that one. <laughs> I forgot about that. We should get a betting section on here. Actually, I, I would love to throw up a couple yeah. just just for some shits and gigs. Um, I'm, I'm also gonna take Man City here, regardless of that history and stuff. But yeah, Man City. <laughs> it would be cool. It would be cool to see. No yeah. brainer. Um, usually wouldn't say this, uh, because this game would typically suck. But both guys are coming off victories. We got Wofford and Brighton. Mm. Well, if history has kind of taught us anything, and what we've been talking about just now. Like Vito said, uh, what's what was the saying? Any any clock or whatever? Important clocks right twice a day. Yeah, so this isn't going to be this. So they're not winning again. Offers not winning. Bright Brighton's going to win. Uh, this, is gonna, yeah. <laughs> this is my draw pick. Yeah, this is my draw pick. Zero zero, maybe negative two goal differential somehow. <laughs> I'm going to give Brighton a one no one. I, I'm I agree with Mike. That was I kidding. Like- draw. I think they're going to take the goal. I want to disagree with you, motherfuckers. One time, um, no, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Brighton as well. We need to get a little. Oh, damn, that sucks. I know. Um, good luck, Southampton, Manchester United. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no need to really go through that one. <laughs> yeah, man, you. 
Bruno Brace, maybe I, I don't. Anything's possible. They better right hope now. that entire team gets COVID because otherwise. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Bruno Brace. Maybe Sancho gets on the score sheet. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, that would be cool. I'd like to see him start. Actually, It'd be interesting with between uh, him and Mason. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, a little bit of a uh, headline news right there. We got Tottenham and Wolves. Nuno returning to his old, or to face his old team. Mm-hmm. This has got for me draw written all over it. Um, Spurs always love to come out back off a big win with a crap performance. <laughs> so I'm going to say draw one, one, something along those lines. I think wolves are going to take this one. It, I think they're going to see Nuno on the other side. And, and to your point, Mike, the way Tottenham views performance with our big wins are kind of lackadaisical. I think wolves are going to come out absolutely swinging at this game. Yeah. I think they're going to want to prove a point. I think they, yeah. need, you know, they have to prove a point. Yeah, and I, I think they're going to win two one. That's bold. I'm going to take a Spurs win. Actually, I like the way they looked. Sun up top. Uh, I saw when he's actually playing center forward for them. He's got fifty eight career game, Yeah, fifty eight yeah. career games, fifty five goals and assists. So let me ask you then. It works. Do you think Kane will will start that game? No. Is he not? Is he not, <laughs> is he not gone by then? I, I, that's, I that's my question. I don't think he starts that game. I don't think he plays either. So I mean, I'm, he bet, only I'm has betting on days left. I think he's gone. It'd be interesting. Don't, right. don't, see, the only bad part about the way Tottenham's dealing with this situation is if... They haven't signed I, a striker. Well, yeah. That, but gone. you're also just getting later in the window. So unless they have a bunch of guys picked out that they want to go after already... That's, well, that's, it, typically, it's, it's how, to sell. that's typically how Fabio operates, So uh, apparently. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he's got his hands in a ton of different pots right now cooking stuff up. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if City's going, you know he doesn't want to play. You know you're going to have to sell him. Sell him to us. And Tottenham's sitting on the other side going, we will literally drag this out until next year. We have yeah. all the time in the world. Yeah. And we don't <laughs> care. 200? Like yeah. I said, 200 or get out. <laughs> you have 400 oil fields. I want two. That's it. <laughs> next up, we got London Derby, uh, Chelsea and Arsenal. Anybody want to start with this one? Yeah, I, I don't like I don't like the bad mouth teams. I, I know I'm busting shops and whatnot, but I don't like the bad mouth teams. But I don't see Arsenal bouncing off that loss and coming back with a strong performance at the bridge. I just don't see it happening. I think Chelsea is not going to put it in as a complete performance as they did against Palace, but I still think they come away two zero or two one winners here. I, I'd say two nil, two nil Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Especially, I don't know if Lukaku's playing in that game too yet. If he'll, I mean, if he's I would playing, I think by that, then a full a full week of training, I think he. Might yeah, if he's playing game. in that game too, then yeah. I, that's where I might even be higher. So I don't see how they're going to deal with that. Yep. I want to jinx and go Arsenal just to help know. myself out here, but Chelsea it is. Yeah, yeah. Last game of the weekend. Uh, it's a Monday nighter, so we might or may not be recording uh, before then. So. Leicester and West Ham, another pretty interesting game. You know, fifth and sixth place last year. They both just missed out on top four when they possibly could have had it. So what do you guys think? Is this, is this our game of the week? This is my game of the week. I was yeah. just going to say that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Okay. This is going to be so open. It's going to be so much fun to watch. Yeah. I, it's it's going to be I, like Everton yeah. leads without fuck-ups. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we don't know that yet. <laughs> I think it goes one of two ways. If it's a very, very open game, I think it favors West Ham without a doubt. If it's more of a cagey kind of feel to it, yeah. it, it favors it favors Leicester in my opinion. But 
I, I think it's going to be open. I'll, I'll probably take West Ham like two one winners. Same score line, opposite side, Leicester. Oh, wait, did you say you said West Ham? Yeah, I take Leicester two one. I think Leicester's back line looked really good opening week compared to what we saw, obviously, towards the latter half of last year. I mean, there's obviously was injuries and stuff like, you know, things of that nature that mm-hmm. had an impact. But I thought they looked good in defense, very solid defense, which is good to see from them because when Vardy was struggling and it, it was it was OK, it was all fine. But once the back line gave out, it was downhill. Mm. For some reason, I think this is going to be a much cagier affair. I think it's going to be a one one draw. Okay. We got three different. This is the first time we had three different score lines, three different results. Uh, no, for uh, last week with Brentford, uh, Arsenal, we all we okay. all had three different ones. So okay. one of us had one of us is gonna be right. Appreciate it. Damn, you got it, Steve. <laughs> that that does it for all the uh, all the predictions for the next week. We do have some closing notes before the show ends. Um, because there's fans back. Obviously, last year we had none. Amazing thing to see. There was no draws in the Premier League this week. Not one. Ted Lasso, very proud coach. We had seven wins for the home teams, three for the away. Last year, the away team's record was actually really, really good without the fans. It was a 40% win rate, and 62% of the time, they actually took a point. What do you guys, you guys think is going to be like very different this year, especially just being oh, the first year back? 100%. 100%. Like, the fans, they, they made their voice heard. They made it a much more hostile atmosphere. Yeah. Like, I mean, you could tell, like, the players were definitely feeding off of it, especially the home players. Like, it's... Like we, like we said, Vardy howled at the opposing fans. He howled at Wolves. <laughs> like, yeah. Look, COVID was horrific, obviously. You know, thoughts to everybody who's been affected by it. But if it did one thing, it showed you how home field advantage really is a thing. It, it showed you that the fans really are the 12th man, whether it's football, you know, 10 person for baseball, whatever, whatever you want to call it. They run the tempo of that game. When that, when that crowd gets behind you, yeah, any team can come out ahead. Oh yeah. I agree. No, definitely. And it's, it's just, it's great to see again, the uh, pumped in fan noise is just not the same. No, come on. We got, I'm going to be honest on a side note too. It's like great fans. We were praising Brentford a lot, praise their fans. The rendition of Hey Jude at the end of when they won too. Loved it. That was, that was, great, that was epic. Loved it. Yeah. I wish every team would have a song that they do by the Beatles at the end, whenever they get a win. <laughs> <laughs> big fan, big amazing. fan. And last thing, at least I got on the agenda. If you guys want to add anything after, feel free. Uh, our prediction records for week number one. I'd like to just say I came in first with six <laughs> correct answers, and then you guys both tied with five, so not much of a difference. But you got us by one. <laughs> I'm coming. Hey, after wins a win, week. baby. Wins a win. Yeah, fair enough. Do you guys got anything else to add, though? Lightning doesn't strike twice. Um, 